and welcome back to Bar Down. Break. I'm your host at Yes My Outfitter, straight off the island that Emo built. Your boy, Hawaiian Ryan, at Mikey CLT. Mikey. Devin, man. Welcome back. No yeah, longer man. on uh, international waters. No, no. So uh, um, I'm back to the uh, the non-crime life. <laughs> anything, anything, anything goes. It is kind of a little mysterious. Like it's kind of cool when you're on, like literally in international waters, and the ATM on the ship will stop working, and like there's certain things that you can't do because you're like technically on international waters, which is kind of does make you kind of feel like you're a criminal a little bit. Right, pirate life. Pirate life, yeah. Yeah, that was me. Um, drank a lot of rum, so. Okay, so, like, yeah. did you do any of the fruity drinks in the pineapples and whatnot? Son, I led the way in fruity drink consumption the last five <laughs> days. We're being completely honest with the listeners. I was rolling in daiquiris, peach, pineapple, which is lovely, pina coladas, had a bunch of those. We were rolling in some mudslides. It was getting rocky. And also Michelob Ultras, because I'm trying to stay on brand with the Jeffs. And and they always serve them in those aluminum tall boys, right? Buddy, you didn't tell me about that. That is huge, huge for the Jeff consumption situation. Those fucking aluminum tall boys. Nice. I know. Yeah, it's, it's just something else, man. I... I always try to tell people, like, you got to experience at least one cruise. Like, it might not be for you. Like, you know, some people might not like being, like, at open water for most of the trip. But there's something just so peaceful about walking around the deck during a sunset or sunrise and just oh, yeah. seeing water everywhere you look. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. And also, if you're an inside guy, they have a casino. Yeah. Casino uh, actually is probably my least favorite part of the ship because you don't I, like you're very like economical. So I can't see you being a gambler. I'm I'm not a gambler at all. I'm just not good at it. If I was good at it, I would enjoy it. But that's just the part where they allow people to smoke, and oh. I oh, I hate that smell. Oh. And then just even like walking through it sometimes because you you do have to pass through it at certain points just stink. All right. Well, it didn't stink when I was up like $500. That didn't stink. Were you on the blackjack table or? Oh, yeah. Buddy, I sat down to a table so hot my ass melted to the seat. And... Now, it's not like a traditional casino where if you're sitting at a table, you get free drinks, right? Oh, no, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I We had the drink package, though. So it didn't really matter. No, but I definitely made it worth my time by about five hours into the trip. <laughs> yeah, so technically you're only allowed, what, 15 drinks a day? That's not true. That's not true. All right. I, I, I knew, like, in the, in, the, in the fine print, that's what it says, but who's, who's going to keep track of that? It's not like he ordered Well, the boat keeps track, but we had the unlimited drink package. It was in and of itself unlimited. I put it to the test. <laughs> I thought at a certain point they'd be like, no, we're limiting you, but they didn't. But- and were you on a Royal or a Carnival? Royal. Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. 
Bermuda was fun though. It like you are very focused on the ship. I did actually go to a place. Yeah, you know that that is half the fun too. Is you get you know, but you only went to Bermuda, right? Yeah, just Bermuda. It was a five day cruise. Yeah, uh, I, I love like every every morning waking up in a different place, like on some of the longer cruises that just like right. island hop. I did not realize that you are such a cruise aficionado. Ah, oh, it is my favorite type of vacation. Big I, yeah, I've done all-inclusives before. I actually crashed an all-inclusive resort once, which was pretty wild. That was actually the same time I got tattoos in the Bahamas. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last episode. Yeah, yeah. so I, I was crashing an all-inclusive resort with my buddies from, you know, from back home in Deer Park. Uh, Deer Park, Boston? Because that's the <laughs> accent that you just threw on. That's that's how they say it on the L I double R. Deer Park. Deer Park. Yeah, you went pack. Sometimes you get that. No, you don't. Sometimes you fuck up live on a broadcast. That's what you do. I also have mentioned numerous times, not an accent guy. No. No. Small accent guy. Not a big accent guy. <sighs> All right. Well, <laughs> Enough about. Did, did you do? Wait, did you do any like of the the corny like cruise shows? Like go to any of the live performances oh, or anything I like that? Oh, I forgot. Uh, so, uh, dude, I don't know what it is about cruise shows, about cruises, but people just get super fucking horned up, dog. Like they did like a couples game. Oh, those are the best. Those are the like, funniest. Normally, it's like answer the the question or whatever. They were like, you had a, there was a, the, they blindfolded the, the wife and put, and put a pool stick between her legs. And then they made the husband like hold a cup in between his legs and they spun her around and he had to talk her through like sticking the pool cue in the cup. <laughs> they had, they had a lime and the wife had to put the lime in up one side of the dude's pants and wiggle it all the way over and down the other side. They had to... and, and it's just so funny because they they always pick like a newlywed couple, someone that's been married for you know five or ten years, right. and then like the old people that have been married for like sixty years. Right. Our and friends they... did, and they came in second. They own they lost in the finals. But then the guys like, oh, we're doing another show, like adult themed show, down like on the other side of the ship in like an hour and a half. So we're like, fuck it. It was the last night. We're like, let's go watch it. So we went down there, and it was like they they split the audience into, like, five different teams. Like, she would say, like, oh, I need this. And, like, you would, like, you run out into the audience and, like, grab something from your team and, like, bring it back. Dude, it was like, I need a, tat- I need a tattoo on a girl in a private area. Or, like, <laughs> a, a, pier- a piercing not on your face or head. It got wild. There were people. Then it was like, I need like your team captains to switch clothes. We were like, go. We we're like, what the fuck? And the people are like loving it. They're out there naked, horned up. Yeah, it gets it gets a little wild. I, I remember one of the. It's kind of like an old show, uh, like a newlywed show, happily ever after show or something like that. They were asking all the the couples, and like the the men would go backstage so they couldn't hear their wife's response. Right. And. No joke, there was a couple that was married like 60 years, and they're like, what's the weirdest place you guys had sex? And, you know, you're looking at, like, your grandma up there. 
and <laughs> the grandma's like in a cemetery. Oh and, like, my god, <laughs> dude, this was so funny. And it always comes down to like how funny your cruise director is. Our yeah. the last cruise we went on, the cruise director was just so good and so funny. So we we just thought he was so funny that we went to a lot of shows that we normally wouldn't go to. And it was awesome. Like even Bingo. Bingo is so fucking intense on a cruise. Yeah. It's it's just chance too. Like what? <laughs> no, yeah, but people are spending like hundreds of dollars on bingo cards. Oh, big time, yeah. 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 They have like forty of them in front of them. Bingo is uh bingo is high stakes. It's fun too. Well you can right. you can win a free cruise, you know, win some big money. It's good shit. Oh yeah. All right. Well, enough goofing around. Let's uh let's get to the point here. We got Dougie Cousins from Barons. Huge uh huge band from north of the border. Good Canadian kid, big Toronto fan, even though the band might be centrally located in Ottawa. Big Toronto guy. So our second Toronto fan. And uh really solid conversation that I'm sure you're gonna be excited to hear. And uh we, we do discuss some of the, the hot topics between our two teams. Also, you know, when we recorded this, it was still kind of up in the air that Mitch Marner might get offer sheeted, and that has not happened. And at this point, I don't think it will happen. So I think Toronto is lucking out with that one. We'll, uh, we'll double back on some hockey stuff in, on the other end of the interview. But without further ado, here we go. Lately, it's not hard to destroy me. My body feels so weak and fragile. I think that I need you here by me. I think that I need you here. I'll tell you how I have been. And we're back in the box with our boy, Dougie Cousins from Bearings. He does the vocals and he also does the hockey. Doug, what's up, What's going on? I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you guys doing? Good man, living, living. We're not uh not living like you though, man. Bagels and beers for dinner. Oh yeah, of course. Huge, big move. And I, the I was... beer too is uh is actually the Killer ninety three beer by Whitewater Brewing Co. It's like the Doug Gilmore one. Okay. Just to keep it on brand, you know, for the uh for the podcast. Okay. It's pretty good. It's not no, bad. No, I like the move. Yeah. I like the move. On the bagels talk, I saw you had a pretty hot food take calling out Timmy Hortons. Yeah, dude, it's so bad. Oh, dude, like you're going to lose like your Canadian card. It's so bad, though. I feel like that's the funniest thing is that people always look at Canadians in Canada and they're like, oh, yeah, Tim Hortons. But I feel like most people in Canada are so done with it by now. We're like, oh, my God, it's so bad. I I agree. They actually put one in my uh, college town and I went to school in upstate New York and it was god awful. I could not believe that like people from Buffalo and and Canada made such a big deal about it. The yeah. coffee's pretty decent, like just a regular cup of coffee. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The bagels are garbage, and the donuts, oh, they taste like cardboard. 
Well, when I was, I don't remember where we were. We were somewhere in New York State, and I got, we went to a Tim Hortons because we were like, oh, there's a Tim Hortons. And I asked for a double double, and they didn't know what it was. And I was like, how, this can't be a Tim Hortons. Really? See, I have, well, I have no idea what that is. That's just two cream, two sugar, but that's like a staple. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what it's always called. And they for frame no of reference, is Tim Hortons like a Starbucks Dunkin' Donuts type deal, or is it like a 7 Eleven convenience? It's like uh, just like Dunkin' Donuts. It's oh. not on Starbucks level, but I would say its closest comparable is uh, Dunkin'. Got you. But it's like a coffee donut place. Yeah, yeah. And they should just stick to that, to be honest. Everything else they do is just – even the, co- the coffee is not great, but the sandwiches and stuff are not good, man. Okay. I'm not a coffee <laughs> guy, so that's why I would never oh, – Okay, true, true, true. Yeah, I, that's why I never, I never even – Attempted to go into one of these places. So, cat's out of the bag. We're uh, we're talking from we're talking to someone from Canada, and more specifically, the Ottawa region. But even more specifically, a Leafs fan. Yeah. How did that Dude. happen? Go Leafs, go! Oh, I grew up in Toronto. I only moved oh. to Ottawa when I think I was 19, and uh, right. I moved there for college, and that's how I met the guys. But yeah, I grew up in Toronto my whole life. Oh, okay. That. I don't know why that didn't even cross my mind. I was like, ooh, real, real juicy. We could talk about how lifelong Ottawan, and he's a Leafs fan, but obviously the straight-minded person would realize that he probably moved. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's the deal over there, man? Is it tough being living in Ottawa and being a a Leafs fan, or they give you a lot of shit, or who cares about the Sens fans? What goes on? It's uh, so... (sighs) The way it's always kind of been uh, is like I'll go to a, a Sens game and it's mostly Leaf fans or about half and half. Um, because for a lot of Leaf fans, ticket, I don't know if you guys know this, but tickets to go to a Leafs game are just outrageous, like insane. Oh, yeah. Canadian yeah. Rangers. Yeah, so expensive. So most people can't afford to go to a Leafs game. Uh, so it's about the same price to drive to Ottawa, get a nice hotel, go to the Sens game make a night of it, and then drive back to Toronto the next day. It's like around the same price as just going to the Toronto game. So you end up with a lot of people from Toronto uh, driving up and kind of watching the game in Ottawa, um, which I feel a little bit bad for the Sens because it becomes a little bit of a Leafs game at that point, you know, and it's less of a home game, I think, for them. But I don't know, man. From my experience, there's, you know, Ottawa's a relatively new team in the grand scheme of things, I guess. So a lot of people are still Leaf fans and Bruins fans and all those things from, you know, their parents and their grandparents passing down the the team, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. You know, Mikey had brought up a really good point, too, where it seems like uh, we're, we're a bit biased because we hear a lot of Canadian media that are so quick to say, get rid of the Islanders, move, move them to Quebec. Nobody wants hockey on Long Island, this, that, and the other thing. Meanwhile, there are a bunch of Canadian teams that really aren't successful and the Senators in our opinion is one of them and you never hear anything about them <laughs> you know like you said like you make it a, a Leafs home game I mean it's gotta be a couple times there I mean they did just go to the Stanley Cup a couple years ago but other than that I mean they're they're a mess right now yeah there's there but here's the thing I think I don't know if you guys if the Islanders have the similar problem didn't you guys just change uh, arenas not too long ago, and it didn't work out, and you had to move back or something. More or less, yes. <laughs> I mean, they. I think they were trying. We were trying to redo our our original arena that we started in. Um, it just kept getting it kept getting denied. So they had to move to Brooklyn. I think with all intentions of getting back into Nassau County on Long Island, and that that's probably going to happen. So okay, that because I feel like 
location is a big thing. The Sens Arena is located like 40 minutes from downtown. <laughs> it's like so far away. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a big like and you know for what it is, I think they maybe overcharge a little bit for tickets and I think they're too used to being a good team so that when they start playing bad, they don't know what to do. They're like, oh, people aren't coming. We're bad now. Yeah. What do we do? It's like, well, you got to drop ticket prices, and it would obviously help if the arena was closer to downtown. But it is and what everyone it is. in Ottawa is like a state worker, so you know, yeah, you're getting out at five o'clock. Puck drops at seven. That that's cutting it close. It is, yeah. And I, I guess that's the thing too is you don't have as many with Toronto. You got so many privately owned seats. Uh, you got a lot of company owned seats. If that makes sense. Right, right. So it'll be a sold-out game every game, but it it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's in those seats. Uh, whereas in Ottawa, because it's a government city, there's not going to be as many company-owned seats, I guess, really. You know? You, you, <laughs> if I feel like if they, it'd be cool, <laughs> I guess, if the government went and did that if you're a government worker. But I feel like most people wouldn't like it if uh, they used tax dollars for people to go to Sens games. That's a good point. That would be a, that'd be a bit of an issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We spent millions of your dollars on a team that is just in a flaming garbage pile right now. So. Yeah, they're so they're having a rough go. I feel yeah. for them. Yeah, I feel like it all started with Bobby Ryan. That was like a terrible deal for them. Yeah, dude, totally. I mean, I used to work there. My job was to like I was I worked in the parking lot, so all I had to do was tell cars not to go a certain direction, and then once I was there long enough, they let me work like where the players come in. So all I had to do was open the gate for the players. It made me kind of like them because a lot of them were pretty nice. <laughs> oh, hockey players are the best. Yeah. They really are. They're a different breed compared to other athletes. Yeah. The leaf the leaf in me wanted to be like, I hate these dudes, but they all seem pretty cool. So I was like, ah, oh, no, they're, they're cool dudes. <laughs> Let's stop talking about the Senators because we've established that you're not a Senator fan. No, no. <laughs> but and, are the uh, other guys in the band Sens fans? Uh, Colin is our bassist. Uh, and then Ryan doesn't really watch hockey. Mike, our drummer, I think is a Leafs fan. And then Fitz, our guitarist, I'm pretty sure he doesn't watch hockey either. I think me and Colin are the only like consistent viewers of hockey. Really only like hockey fans, I guess, in the band. All right, we're going to need Colin on because uh, I doubt we're going to be able to find another <laughs> Sense fan. Yeah, I think also. he might be the only one left, actually. And it's just yeah. going to be him in the arena by himself next year. Yeah, so put us put us in contact with Colin. We need him yes. on here. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing he's the only one left because he's he's the only one left in the scene, so it would fit the pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in an insane twist of fate, our two teams have been, I don't know, yeah. crashed together. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> um, it's a really, really weird thing. For lack of a better term, it's sexual tension <laughs> where it's like you just want – the other person i don't know you know what i mean like it's yeah really weird. it's there but it's not there it's like we, yeah, we yeah, try yeah. to not care about the other person but you care so much about them yeah for a horrible reason and yeah i mean i guess we'll we'll have the conversation what did you think about the johnny move i, I do want to say too in a funny like karma thing we, that just happened to us but with the raptors with Kawhi going back yeah. home to la so uh, i thought that was kind of funny because we get that's like you know but uh, I don't know. It made sense. Like, obviously, 
for as a Leaf fan, we haven't had a star player like that in, you know, it's been a very long time. So seeing that they signed him, they got that deal done. That was pretty cool. It was on Canada Day, I think, too, which was made it even spicier. And then obviously having Marner and Matthews and having this crazy team, it's easy to be like, oh, my God, we're going to crush it. And then we didn't. We lost in the first round. And uh, you guys obviously did great. Barzell, Barzell's like insane. <laughs> it kind of worked out. It kind of worked out for you guys, really. In the long run, I guess you could say. But I, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> it's so annoying. And you're not going to find a lot of people to admit it. But he, what he did is exactly what we were missing this year to get, to get over that, that hump that we never even thought we'd get to but yeah i mean it's a it's I, we beat pittsburgh so i think that everyone is kind of like yeah you know in my eyes i don't think pittsburgh is the pittsburgh that they were and you guys played you know the boston's hard cup finalists yeah they're hard they're tough yeah. it's a tough it's a tough place to play you know whereas pittsburgh was sort of dead on arrival i mean that they're just lifeless uh yeah. we picked them up and put them in our pocket they were yeah terrible. i mean Teams like Boston are so difficult because in the regular season, most of what they do, they can't do. Right. But then you get to the playoffs, and they're just going to absolutely beat the hell out of you. Like, there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys went you guys went seven games. You know, you gave, yeah. you gave a run at it. But, Padre's uh, gone now, unfortunately. Yeah. Due to good. that. I mean, if we had – if we had, cir- circling back to that whole thing, um, if had we had Matt Martin, I don't think that whole thing would have happened. Oh, absolutely not. No, I, I loved Matt Martin, dude. I was bummed to see him go. Yeah, he's just a fan favorite everywhere he goes. Because, one, he's an absolute man rocket. And I'm not afraid to say it. Dude's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. two, yeah, he's huge and scary. And he will beat the ever-living shit out of you. And he's appropriate, too, where he's not going to do anything stupid. He's not going to cost you a game. not going to take a bad penalty out of nowhere. And, yeah, I think he's just smart old-school hockey. Yeah, he really is. He's great. He's like a big reason Marner was able to do his thing for his first couple seasons. Right. And now you've brought it up because he is kind of the linchpin to why everyone thinks Marner wouldn't mind getting an offer sheet from the NYI. So what's going on with Marner, man? What's what's the beat on the street over in Toronto? And, you know, are you guys done with him? Are you pissed that he wants this much? What goes on? I think it's just one of those things where you got a guy who didn't get you know he first of all when it was between him and Matthews and that whole thing he didn't get all the rookie bonuses and all that stuff Matthews got it all um he played on the fourth line and still put like not last season but the season before that he played on the fourth line for a good chunk of it still was the top uh point leader last season uh played with Tavares Tavares put up career numbers he was the point leader again and he all he's asking for is Matthews money which I think is fair and uh, the Leafs, unfortunately, don't have the cap space for it. So it's become, become kind of like, a, how do we make this work? And then you got Leaf fans who are angry about it because they're like, ah, he doesn't want to stay in Toronto. And it's like, I think he does, but I think he wants to he wants to be valued. I think anyone does at any job you work. You don't want to feel like, you know, you're putting in all the hours and other people are getting more credit than you are. I don't know what, what Dubas is thinking here. I don't know how they're going to work it out. Um but again, money is just one of those things in sports where if you need somebody on your team, you you can make it work. You get it on their team. I just think yeah. that you guys are in such a position. I mean, you're one of the it's a powerhouse situation in Toronto, but it's also 
I feel like built on sand just because you had to sign Matthews and right after you signed Johnny. And I don't think in the cap era you can really hold three guys that really need need you know to command that type of contract. Yeah. No, I I, I don't disagree. I just think it's I think and I think the thing too is the people like that same argument where people are like, oh yeah. Let him take the offer sheet. We'll take the, what is it, like three first-round draft picks or something? Four. Four? Yeah. Isn't that the situation we're in right now? You have to pay them eventually. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we have yeah. four first-round draft picks, and we yeah. got to pay them. Well, three, I guess. Nylander, Matthews, uh, Marner. I don't, know, I don't know where Gardner was drafted at, but I don't think they're going to be keeping him around. No. But the point is you got to – when you draft good players, you got to pay them eventually. And uh, that would just put us in the same spot. You know, so anyone whose argument is that I find to be kind of like, yeah, we had that and we made great draft picks and now we've got great players and we just got to find a way to keep them. And I think Marner at this point is just trying to get offer sheeted to show the Leafs he's, he's worth that. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a fickle it's a fickle bitch <laughs> to try to think of coming from a Leafs fan point of view where you're like, oh, my God, what, you know, telling Tavares this is the only time you're going to have this type of talent on the team to you know really get you there to have the firepower and now he's there and now it's kind of like eh, is everyone going to be able to stick around so it is yeah. extremely interesting and like you said yeah you know these guys you get these first round talents but they ha- you have to pay them all so you know and I bring up the draft too like draft picks unless you have the first second third fourth pick I'll go yeah. as I'll go as low as six. After that, it's a crapshoot in hockey. Yeah, you have one. You have random dudes who just find a way to be. You know, they'll get drafted late and still find they happen to be incredible. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, it just doesn't happen. And yeah. but I do think I think Dubis is a good GM, and he's found a way to make a lot of weird things happen. Yeah. And I think this is no different. He'll find a way to make it happen. I mean, we got Jason Spezza for seven hundred thousand dollars. I don't even know how you do that. Yeah. Like, what did yeah. he say to him? <laughs> like, I yeah. want to know what that conversation was. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy, we'll work something out in the back end. Just sign this piece of paper right now, and then we'll. Yeah. Like, we'll, I get he's we'll, old, but still. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll get you a Tim Hortons you can buy into. <laughs> that'll, yeah. That'll yeah, supplement your back up. end. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, I think uh, first I think Dubas is a good uh, GM. I also think that while he does do things differently. He's doing what every GM in his position would do, and that's just he's gunning for it. He knows this is the three-year window before everybody has to really, you know, get on with it. I think he did a great job last year, obviously bringing him, bringing back JT, and um, he's kind of walking the rope right now. You know, a lot of people you know, listen. After a certain amount, you, you can't go on forever being the best team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have the best contracts at a certain time. It's just. You're gonna have to pay the piper for a little while before you get back on the on the rope. So he's gonna have some difficulties coming up. But I I agree. I do think he's a good GM. And moving forward, I think what and forgive me, but I just feel as though like the I'm really starting to get sick of the insufferable Toronto fan that just is, expects every Toronto born player is going to play for like peanuts in a Maple yeah, Leafs uniform dude, because they owe it and. I, I don't know if you agree with the same if you feel that same way. No, I I think I think no matter where you are, you got to be valued. And if you don't feel that way, it's just it's you're not 
going to be happy with your situation. And I mean, I would like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know why fans feel that way. I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. Especially when, like, I don't know what the actual percentage is, but it feels this way. When a quarter of the league is, like, from the Toronto area or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like every other player is from the area. <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to do? It's you know what I mean? Sport, more or less. You know? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. And also, not everybody loves – a lot of people don't want to play in Toronto, man. It's, like, it's a tough sport. Like, in terms of our media, they, they just suffocate anything Leafs, you know? Like, if you play on that team and you make one bad play, you know, that could be the end of you. So, uh, I get some guys don't even want to play there, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really understand that. And for a guy like Marner or whatever, like, if he did leave, it'd be a huge bummer. But I don't think he's going to. I think at the end of the day, it's going to, it'll be fine. But yeah, I don't know what's up with with that. Don't get it. <laughs> I now, think do you it, think he does the same thing like Nylander and, and holds out to like December 1st? No, I don't think he does. I think he'll he'll be there day one. Yeah, same. In a Leaf uniform. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I hope that happens because honestly, you know, it's it's a old boys club. And if we offer sheet Mitch Marner, they're just going to come back and offer sheet Barzell the next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just I think, too, if you're a GM, I don't really know what the vibe is on these types of things. But I feel like offer sheeting is a is viewed a little bit like hitting on someone's girlfriend, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly what it is. Like you like you can't just do it and expect there to not be any bad blood. Like I think when you do that, you're sending a pretty clear message that, you know, you don't really care. And I think with Montreal who did Montreal just do that to? They tried Aho. to get Aho. Yeah, that and but that's a messy situation because didn't he like say that he would sign that offer sheet or something like that? Yeah. Well, you have to sign it. That's yeah. I think the only way it works. Well, you don't have to sign it. They could tend you an offer sheet. If you sign okay. it, the team has to meet it. But you're kind of you're fucking your own team over there a little you bit are. because they yeah. don't have now they have to go back and shed contracts. Like that's what's gonna happen to the Leafs if somebody offer sheet i mean they could really fuck some you guys over Mm -hmm. if you think about it right because they could just offer offer him what he wants knowing that he's a bit of the glue that that holds it together Mm -hmm. and i like i don't know man you you can't you can't miss out on that they're they're gonna have to shed somebody that they didn't really want to shed that contract for and and keep them and now you're kind of fucked the scariest thing for me is um the potential players that if they lost him they they would end up resigning <laughs> like the like Gardner for example who I think a lot of people do want to see not in Toronto if Marner left like obviously they'd have the money to keep Gardner and that's a bit of a scary thought <laughs> yeah. I don't know it could also be a best case scenario thing you know what I mean if it, if the only offer sheet he's getting is eight million dollars then it's like beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I think whatever happens for the rest of this offseason for the Toronto Maple Leafs, at the end of the day, you have a good team. I don't know what, you know, you know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. think they Mitch built the back Marner's end a little the, bit, too. And yeah, be good. Yeah, I don't think Mitch Marner losing him is going to be a regression to your team at all. You know, John Tavares has played on far worse teams and done better. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I no, I would be bummed to see him go, though. He's my favorite player. I love watching him play. Well, he actually has a personality, unlike he JT. does. Or right, even even Matthews, man. <laughs> I don't know how you can be so big and not hit people. I think <laughs> I think Matthews is great too, but just, he's such a big dude. I want to see him crush somebody. 
you know? He's just too talented to put his body in the way like that. I, agree. I guess, yeah. No, it's probably not a good idea, yeah. especially with his uh, injury history and all that. But It's so cool to have this group of young kids that are so goddamn talented, like have your – your Matthews, your Barzal, your uh, Eichel, and and <clears throat> and Besser, and and like everybody. I think was it like the 2015 draft class? Yeah, dude, it's insane. I, I want to know how that insane. happened. I don't know what year that was, but whatever was in the water, that's some that's something. Yeah, and like I just feel like we we as fans are so lucky to have kids that were <laughs> in that little group, like that little small fraternity. They're kind of like changing the way the game is. Like I don't, you know, what I, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know if that's too high, you know, hyperbole of me to to say, but I feel like they're changing the game and making it like better for younger people to pick up and love because they just they have personality, you know. Yeah, completely. And it's just, I mean, everything about it. I mean, they're such a big part of why the game's changing. And I mean, I don't think there's like an enforcer left in the league. Yeah. I mean, you got guys who are big that you know, can be enforcers, but even those guys can still play hockey. Not like how it used to be where you could just step on the ice and, you know, yeah. it's like you got all these young guys who are just incredibly talented. And I think going forward, it's just going to be, I I don't know if it'll, if it'll get better and better each year, but yeah, it is pretty crazy. That one draft class is like half of them played junior together. Yeah, it's insane. I actually have it pulled up now. It's 2015. And I was wrong about Matthews. I don't, I'm not, he wasn't in this draft class, but it went McDavid, Eichel, then Marner at four, Hannafin, and then DeBrusque, Barzal, oh, Thomas Chabot, Joel Erickson, Brock Besser, Konecki, Konecki, sorry, Beauvillier, and that's really like the standout teams from, from the first round, but that's Damn. fucking wild. That's like a great year to have a 10th round draft pick, or a 10th, oh, yeah. a tenth, uh, first round 10th draft pick. <laughs> Yeah, that completely goes against what I was saying earlier. Yeah, about. like that one random year is just. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take savage. the tenth pick that year over the first pick, you know, some other years. Yeah, complete savages. Yeah, twenty fifteen draft class. Let's uh, let's let's transfer over to uh, to the music, the savages from Bearings. So you guys just announced your tour. You're going on tour with our boys from Grayscale uh, in September. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. Yeah, man. Have, have you met those guys yet? I uh, haven't met them. All right, so don't them. be fooled. They're going to pretend like everyone in the band is Philadelphia Flyers fans, but their drummer is actually a Nashville Predators fan, so call them out on that. <laughs> what a funny team. Man, some of the worst jerseys ever. <laughs> I'm going to buy one of those jerseys just for that tour. Those like awful uh, off-colored yellow ones. Oh, the mustard? Yeah, I'm going to bring a mustard-colored Preds jersey to that tour now. People love that. I think that's uglier than the Fisherman. Like, I don't understand how people hate the Fisherman jersey and love the the mustard-colored jersey. Yeah, I think they're both bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, whatever. We get it from all angles, but I don't yeah. think it's the worst. No, but, I don't think it's the worst either. There's much worse. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have any, like... If you were to do Leafs merch for bearings, like, would there be a problem? Uh, we've done Leafs merch. Act, Leafs oh. merch actually. We did. Um, we when we did like our two, we just did two headline shows. Uh, we did Ottawa and Brampton, which is like a little bit outside Toronto. And we did like it's like the Leafs logo, and it just says blue in the dark, oh, and okay. uh, it was just like a blue hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, I always like I do. I'm in the merch business, so I always like asking people because I mean it's. Standard, especially I feel like hockey logos and names and stuff are like the 
the coolest for the scene that we do to like work yeah. into your artwork and merchandise and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Like we we did, we haven't been sued yet, so I think we're good. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll give you a letter first, so you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cease and desist. I've been there, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> so that's cool though that you're you're going out on this tour and it's gonna lead you right up to basically hockey season. So you and the Grayscale boys can just go back and forth leading up to the season. Yeah, no, I'm stoked, man. I'm I'm like really excited for that tour. Um, I didn't even know they were hockey fans. I saw that one of them was on the podcast. Yeah, Vaughn, he's he's the man. So, yeah, he's a big Flyers fan. Cool. Um, so I saw that one of them was on there, and I was like, oh, are they hockey fans? Because that's exciting. <laughs> uh, hopefully someone brings uh, either an Xbox or a PS4 so we can run a little bit of Chell. Yeah, that way I can. I'm not that good at the new ones because I'm a big NHL 04 guy. Got it. You got to set you got to set the the settings to the old controller. That's what I have to do when I play. Yeah, I I like beat a shoot and all that. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I I can't do the the toggle or toggle stick to shoot. I'm, yeah, I'm not good at it. I'm not good. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you guys you guys are bad." No, I'm bad too, but you have to suffer with me. Mhm. You can't but just that's sit here that's how I was raised playing video. So I'm older, by the way. I'm I'm 32, so like I, I learned how to play hockey video games on Super Nintendo, so... <laughs> Same kind of. I, I'm 25, so, like, I... For me, it was, like, a lot of uh, PS2 and, like, original Xbox. So then when they released, like, the new... I haven't bought a next-gen console, so when they re- when they started to get, like, super in-depth with all, like, the, the crazy deeks and everything, I was like, oh, man, I'm bad at this game now. I used to be oh, so no. good at it. Now I'm bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I fully agree. It's got, It's gotten far too ridiculous. Yeah, you can't do the move where you just like skate the puck to the back of the net and then just feed it to the feed it to the slot and like yeah. in the old games that worked every single time. Yeah. Well, dude, I was playing. So I have it's kind of crazy how I ended up with it, but I bought I didn't buy it, but I got NHL 04 and then I there's this whole group of people on on the internet and they uh they have like I don't know, man, they're a crazy group, but it's all current rosters, current arenas, everything. You know what I mean? It's insane. And um, so I play NHL 04 with all updated rosters and like updated graphics and stuff. It's weird. How do you pull this one off? This seems like a bit of a... It was a stretch. It was just because I Googled because I don't have a console. I just have my computer. Oh, okay, okay. So I was like, how can I play Chell on my computer? And people were like, yo, there's this really small group of people who like consider NHL 04 the best game of all time. And they just constantly update it. That's <laughs> fucking that. awesome. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, dude, it's it's a little biz- kind of complicated to like put the file. You gotta like put the files in the right spots and all that. But once you get it going, it's a lot of fun. But I forgot mm. how hard the AI was in that game. Oh, that's what's his name is on the cover of this one. Uh, it was Heatley, right? Yeah, yeah, the Thrashers. Yeah, but then they took it away from Heatley because that was the year he got in that car crash. And then who did they put? Who did they replace him with? Uh, what's his name? It, I don't remember. Oh, uh, no, well, he's on he's on the Avalanche. Uh, Sackett. Sackett. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I just I remember that he was on it, and then he got in that car accident, and they didn't know if he was driving drunk or what the deal was, and he got pulled off the cover so quick. You're absolutely correct. Look at this. I found the website pre-internet. Okay, so it there's the reason why because it's the let it's the last game they put out for PC. Oh, damn. Okay. That's why they did it. Yeah. 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 The best hockey game ever created, NHL 04 Rebuilt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, I never played games on my computer, like, 
games games. That wasn't really like a big computer game guy. So I could see why there's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. If you want to install it. Hey, Mike, we should post this. Let's do it. Yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't want to blow up your secret society. No, dude. The more people playing, the better. I if one of you guys can figure out how to get online working, because there's a whole thing on how to do it. I tried doing it, I couldn't. But if one of you guys can figure it out, we'll play a game. Oh boy. Oh god. <laughs> well, those old, those old uh, NHL games had like the craziest soundtracks too. I, with, with, oh, with a bunch oh, of like man. bands from the scene too. Like yeah, I remember Bayside being on there, Gatsby's American Dream. Like it was awesome. Dude, it's, so, right it's, it's so trippy. We went on tour with uh, Four Years Strong and Less Than Jake, I think like a year and a half ago or something. And I'm playing the game and Less Than Jake's on it. And I'm like, wow, damn, dude. Like, that's funny as hell. I'm on tour with a band that, you know, was on this game I was playing when I was like in grade four. <laughs> you know, that's so crazy. Alien Ant Farm, Alien Ant Farm, Avenged Sevenfold, Bowling for yeah. Soup, brand new. The quiet things no one ever knows. Yeah, dude, those Deftones? those old soundtracks are fucking awesome. Dude, Gob, Gob was like a staple Gob. of those games. The Ataris, Born Day Zero. Yeah, EA Sports kills it, especially in hockey. Yeah, it's I don't know why. What happened? Why the soundtracks are? They're still good. I've I haven't had one of the newer games in a while. I know Pup was on one of the more recent ones, and that's a great band. But, yeah, I don't know. I just remember back in the day, it was nuts, man. I'm pretty sure NHL's responsible for my entire taste in music. Look at oh, that. Oh, yeah. Going full circle. The connections never end. Yeah, them and uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Those games were great. There's If you go on Spotify right now, people make playlists out of, out of these soundtracks, too. So they have there's an entire playlist of every Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack ever made. Damn. Props yes. to them, man. Yeah. I tried looking for the NHL one. I couldn't find like there's people kind of make them, but they don't always get all the songs. Yeah, well, I guess some of them aren't always on Spotify. The songs. Yeah, not every artist puts their has their stuff on there for some reason. It's a good point. So I've been back on the chill kick lately because I just I need to like turn my brain off from thinking about work, and I have lost some of the most heartbreaking games. In the history of the planet, I was five on three for the down by uh, up by up by three goals in the third period with like nine minutes left and fucking lost it. Damn, dude. The ice tilt, man. Every time, every time, <sighs> every single time, it'll get you. I don't understand that game, dude. I actually watched a YouTube video. Um, Nasher, actually. You ever watch Nasher? I uh, is that the hockey guy? He's a big Chell YouTuber guy, yeah. Uh. But but he did like a, an experiment. He took the lowest rated goalie in the game and played, you know, played a game with him online. And he's like, he's in a high, pretty high tier. Right. And uh, he still won. His goalie made more saves than the goalie on the other side, who was uh, Johnny Bauer, I think. The other guy had Johnny Bauer in net, and he had just whoever the lowest rated goalie was. Right. And he still won. And his team faced more shots. It's insane, man. It's like the goalies don't matter. It's kind of those games. Yeah. They, I, they'll drive you insane. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Sometimes I envision that, like, I'm playing a five-year-old, and then, like, that kid's, like, dad walks in the room who's been playing NHL, like, by contract for money for his entire life. <laughs> yes. And hands off the controller, yeah. and you have no idea. And then it just turns into a goddamn bloodbath. Yeah, like, the kid's crying. He's like, dad. This guy's fucking me up online. His dad's like, all right, hand me the controller. 
Yeah, exactly. It just cleans you up for the next half hour. Yeah, first two periods, they're just pulling the goalie left, right, and center. I'm scoring a million goals. And then the third period, this guy's, like, doing, like, behind, like, through the legs, behind the back, crossover, fucking sick deep goals and destroying me. It's It comes out of nowhere every single time. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny, man. So goddamn annoying. So goddamn annoying. When, when I came across your band, I just couldn't stop thinking about how I was, like, the king of cleaning my barons. Like, growing up on Long Island, roller hockey's pretty huge. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Barons, like, they must be hockey fans. Yeah. So is that reference to that, or are you guys just, like, a bunch of mechanical engineers? <laughs> Dude, honestly, the band name is, like, I don't even know. I don't even know how we got it. I think we, the band started when we were in college, and the drummer, who hasn't been, like, he was only in the band, like, a couple months but he came up with the name like he really liked the name and i joined and we didn't take it super seriously we we're just like oh yeah this will be a band while we're in college and then when college is over we'll just all go home and do our own things and so he liked the name sort of like yeah cool that's a cool name and then uh once he left we'd already printed stickers so we're like ah well we're kind of committed to the name now we printed stickers yeah it kind of just like we ended up not all moving home we ended up taking it a little more seriously now our band name is bearings but there's no real i think you go with the roller hockey reference yeah i guess so story (laughs) yeah i know his his thing was like there's like bearings in a compass it's about like finding your way and i was like whatever that's cheesy but that's cool i'm cool with the name and uh surprisingly there wasn't really another band with that name and half the battle is just finding a band name no one else has when you're starting a band so that's kind of how that ended up being a thing but um, actually, that's not true. There was a band called from Philadelphia called Bearings, but they had only put out one record, so we figured we were safe. Yeah, it's funny. We had this conversation with uh, Corey from Free Throw. We we were like, "You guys are all huge hockey fans. Why are you Why are you naming your band after like a basketball play?" And yeah, kind of like just like one of those things. They were just like shooting names around, and it stuck. Yeah, Free Throw is a cool name, though. I like that name. Yeah, we need to figure out if the guys in Knuckle Puck are hockey fans, and if they're not. I feel like those bands should just, like, swap names. Yeah, honestly, I feel like they must be hockey fans. There's no way they don't know what it, like, you know what I mean? Knuckle puck is such a oh. such a hockey term. Oh, absolutely. Like, the, those Mighty Ducks movies made us as people. Oh, dude. They were so good. They were so good. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I take pride in showing those movies to my students every single year. Just so I can be like, all right, I'm passing the torch on so that these kids can all appreciate the Mighty Ducks like we did. Yeah, dude. It's like and the they first, do. They get uh, into them. It's like yeah. a movie that doesn't really age. No, it's like a really good movie, man. I think it's like one of the few hockey movies that does kind of a good job of, I don't know, just making it hockey seem fun and cool. And it's not cheesy. and it's Or it's kind of cheesy, but in a kind of a nice way. And, uh, you know, there's a good story to it. And it's also incredibly hilarious. Like, isn't Iceland the best team in the world or something? Yep. <laughs> like, it's just so bizarre because I don't even think anyone from Iceland plays hockey. No. It, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man. I, those movies are great, though, man. Uh, those and uh, you ever watch Goon? Oh, absolutely. Dude. Goon? Like, that whole scene where he's taking, like, shots to the face at the end. Yeah. Like, just sacrificing his body. Almost brought me to tears. Yeah, dude, he's he's fucking. I was like, when I saw that uh, Sean William Scott, right? That's the actor yep. in that. Mm-hmm. Dude, when I saw that he was being cast for it, I was like, what? This guy, like the American Pie guy, is gonna be this hockey dude? Like, I don't know how that's gonna go over. 
but he he did a great job. He's like just kind of he plays the dumb guy well enough that uh, it paints a good picture of like kind of the enforcer role in kind of those that the old school hockey, you know. Dude, those guys wore their hearts on their sleeves. Like we had John Morasti on, nasty yep. Morasti, and man, he was you know he's not going to score ten goals a year, but he was just as important in that locker room and on the ice than anyone else. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that the, the game went back to that a little bit, you know, even like, you know, you mentioned how Matt Martin, you know, you loved him and his toughness, but Matt Martin and those guys would never step up to those real old school enforcers. No, never. I mean, but that's, that's the thing, right? I think there still is a place for that, especially come playoff time. I think teams need that, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's it's a it's a. I I wish the Leafs had that. To be honest with you, I wish we had someone who could go, and beat the daylights out of someone if it was needed. But we don't, and so you end up with guys like Kadri like swinging their stick at people, which is unfortunate. <laughs> it it's just a different game. We'll get used to it. Yeah, I mean it's cool though. I mean there's still a lot of hockey where you can go see that. I think um, not junior necessarily, but kind of like the the non NHL professional leagues still have a healthy dose of it yeah even the ahl's kind of softened up a little bit yeah that makes sense though because those guys are just trying to make the nhl at the end of the day right yeah but it used to be brutal like it used to be like the stage fights and all that you don't really see that anymore yeah there's a dude i was just watching a pod uh not a podcast but like a it was like a youtube thing ah who the heck was it he played on buffalo he was it was the kessel like kessel like slashing him he tried to fight Kessel, and Kessel just went at him with a stick. Who was it? Why am I not? Why don't I John, have this on the uh, John, John Scott? Scott. Yeah. Yes, dude. So, have you seen his YouTube video describing how that situation happened? No, I haven't. Dude, he does a play-by-play of the entire thing. It's incredible. It's like he essentially—I guess there was a fight out on the ice. He goes up to the Leafs bench, and he's like, "Whoever you put beside me, I'm fucking—I'm gonna kick their ass." And Randy Carlyle puts out the first line. And, like, smiles at him. Like, what are you going to do? You're not going to fight our first line. None of them are going to fight you. So Kessel lines up beside him, and he looks at Kessel and just goes, I'm just warning you. I he's, 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 I guess he likes Kessel. He's, you know, he's like, I'm just warning you, but I have to jump you now. Like, I, I said it, so now I have to follow through with it. And Kessel's like, what? And then the puck drops, and he just <laughs> drops his gloves and starts chasing him. And Kessel's like, oh, <laughs> fuck no, dude. And it's just, like, hacking at him. And just like this whole like fight breaks out between everybody, and the goalies get into it. And uh, yeah, it, 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 I always thought it was Kessel. I was always like, oh, Kessel's such a oh, but I love Phil Kessel, man. Dude, I love him too. But in that, I was like, dude, why? What the hell? What did he say to this guy to piss him off? But apparently, he didn't say anything, which is, explains why that went down the way it did. Because he was not down to fight. He's like, I don't think so, man. <laughs> Phil yeah, Kessel is like the Bartolo Cologne of hockey. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with. Do you watch? Do you watch baseball at all? Yes. And, okay. So you uh, know Bartolo. Oh, they. The, I think both Kessel and him both eat a, a healthy amount in the off season. Absolutely. There is nothing better than a professional athlete that doesn't look like a professional athlete. Oh, dude! Just because of the thought of like being at the bar and some dude picks a fight with them, <laughs> and they don't know who they're picking a fight with, they're like, "Oh, this guy's a beer guy. I'm yeah. good." And then it's <laughs> Phil Kessel, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> The hot dog king. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Eating the hot dogs out of the Stanley Cup. Philly Phil. He's the man. And his his uh his sister is a is an animal too. Oh right. She plays for the American national team, right? Yeah, she does. 
Damn. Yeah. The whole it's a family affair. That's crazy. We yeah. talked about how uh Toronto is just like the hot bread for NHL players, but Canada right now is like the hot bread for pop punk. What's going on up there? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I think it's one of those things where uh is when one pops off, everybody kind of sees, ah, okay. <laughs> and then you want to be as good as them or you want to do what they're doing. And uh I don't know. We we definitely came around a little late to the party, but we were able to see Seaway and like Pacific kind of get get there, get signed and get on really cool support tours and and then we kind of had something to base what we wanted off of i guess like we were able to open for them when they were playing uh ottawa or toronto i don't know man it, it's just it's been a, it, I, also actually i think i kind of know what's up too uh we have these two really good producers out of toronto uh sam and anton and they're not wildly expensive but they'll put they'll put together a song like say if you're an unsigned artist they're not wildly expensive and if you go in and record with them, you'll get a professional sounding product. Okay. You know? So that's it's what like everyone's doing up there? Yeah, like basically any band that is kinda coming out of Canada has is worked with them. So like like Pacific, Seaway, us, Cold Front, uh, who else would there be? Rarity. Um ba- basically if there's a band from Canada, they've worked with those guys. Yeah. And, we got a uh, I'm guessing that like Pure Noise Records just probably hangs out in there all day, just signing you guys all up, huh? <laughs> I don't really know like how that. I, it's funny to me that Pure Noise signs all these Canadian bands because they're in California. <laughs> yeah, like they definitely don't have an office in Toronto or anything like that. But maybe it's just one of those things where you sign one band and through that you find this other band, and then now you've got a couple bands, and and it's just kind of like. Any area where there's probably like 10 bands from that area that are absolutely phenomenal. And it only takes one of them to kind of get that opportunity for the rest of them to kind of ride that wave right behind them, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm like I and like Pacific. I'm waiting for them to drop like their next like full U.S. tour because they're on my bucket list of a band I need to see. Yeah, you should definitely go see them. I know they got shows with uh, Sleep on Sleep it. Sleep on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and a few others. Our friends and Sleep on it. I know that they're. I don't. Is that that's a North American tour, right? Eh? A little bit. It's not making its way down to the south where I am. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, the Grayscale tour is though, right? Uh, not in Charlotte, but yeah, it's making its way down to North Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm the worst for that stuff, man. I don't. We'll get a tour, and I don't know where we're going. That's why you have a tour manager. <laughs> exactly our bassist uh he'll, he usually knows where we are and what day uh like where we should be and i just kind of like i'm like all right what dates do i need to book off again and then uh we get in the van and then we go play shows hey at least you have gps on your phone like <laughs> 10 years ago it was just like whipping uh, out yeah. app quest and shit i don't know how bands would have done it man I, I don't know especially some I, of these venues they're like hidden oh yeah know? Sometimes or you roll or like, up on venues and it's like they don't exist. You're like, where is this place? Because you just wouldn't know, you know? Or like the big cities, like navigating New York City without a smartphone. Oh, oh man. Navigating New York City with a smartphone is awful. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's the worst. I legit need somebody. I don't know if you guys can do this for me. But someone needs to, to like, do a custom map for me on how, where I can go with a trailer and where I can't. Because I clearly don't know. You can't okay. go anywhere. You know, <laughs> first of all, I'll I'll lie to you right now and I'll say that I can help you out. So 
Next time you're in New York, just shoot me a uh, a message, and I'll just go hang out with you the entire time and make <laughs> okay, believe cool. like I know where you can park, but you can't. Yeah. But yeah, the the exact answer to that is you're not allowed to be anywhere with a trailer, pal. Yeah, like I can't go on parkways. There's bridges you can't go on. There's tunnels you can't go through. Absolutely. So like, how does anybody get through that? How does anyone get through New York? It's insane. Why? Why? Yeah, crazy. But we we did get to spend a few days in New York City, but I don't know if we've ever been in Long Island. Oh, you gotta go, uh, man. You've the never Mecca. been in Long Island. You have been. If you have been, you've been on Long Island. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. Sorry, I had to be that asshole. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's like a big, it's a, it's a big deal. Is it? People on Long Island just cannot stand when people say in Long Island. <laughs> oh, and I guess yeah, it makes sense. Like you're on the island, you're not in it. Correct. I don't get worked up about it. I I only get worked up about it online, like. As a joke. <laughs> True. Really, okay. Really I'm trying to think if there was like anything equivalent that we got here where, you know, those types of things matter. Yeah. But I'm not sure we do. Uh, you seem like a, a scholarly gentleman, and I've been meaning to talk to Mike about this anyway. So I'm going to bring this up, and then I want your opinion on it. So the the point of saying on Long Island instead of in Long Island is because you're referring to Long Island as the landmass and not the city of Long Island, right? Yeah. Well, also, I think it's like, for example, I don't know geography, American geography very well. Right. So, like, even states, dude. Like, there, there are states I didn't realize were states until we played them. Right. Which sounds weird. But, like, when you look at sports teams, they're called – there's not a sports team in Canada that's not called by the city. Like, you call it by the city, not by the province. Right. Correct. So, like – but with American sports, there's teams that are named after the state. So you'll have like the Florida Panthers. So you grow up thinking Florida's a city, and then you realize it's not. Correct. Right. So I think it's one of those things where I'm like Long Island. Oh, that's like not like that's like it's, a, a city. its own city. Yeah. Right. I think it's like its own city. Right. Well, I'm gonna combat that with I feel that thinking about it more, that it's kind of hypocritical to make people say on Long Island, but then not recognize Brooklyn and Queens as being part of Long Island, even though they're geographically attached, right? Because yeah. you want everyone to recognize it as the landmass and not the sit and not the city, but then you're excluding two pieces of cities that are actually yeah. attached to the island. And those are pretty different places too. Like New yeah. York's crazy well, for that, of the man. city. Yeah, well t- I know, but New York's funny, man. You can like you walk down the street and people, and you go from one accent to the other. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I can blow your mind right now and tell you that where my computer is currently sitting, like where my ass is is, is sitting right now, yeah, is three blocks from the city of New York line. Yeah, that's wild. And um, I sound completely different than somebody that lives maybe four blocks from me. Yeah, dude, totally. It's it's crazy. Yes. Yes, uh, planet Earth is a crazy place. Mike, do you care to chime in on on what I on what I was saying about how it's not fair? How it's hypocritical? <laughs> I really like Brooklyn and Queens. Really, are just a different world, even though they are geographically on Long Island. They they're different worlds. Long Island's just totally different. Right. So you all agree it is hypocritical of us to do that. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> And I'm citing you in that because, again, like I said, you sound like two bright gentlemen, one of which is a teacher, and the other has an insanely, insanely good band, and only smart people can do that. And so I am vindicated. 
on that front. So it is late on a Sunday night, and I think we're going to wrap it up for now. Cool. And then when um, the Leafs are back in town and we embarrass them yet again to the point where maybe they have to make like a Mike Babcock Toronto day just to make (laughs) them feel better, then we'll have you hop on and we'll talk about that. But for now, I think we can put a bow on it, uh, get, get you excited for your tour. Cool. Yeah, Mikey, anything? Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if you're into fantasy hockey, but we're thinking about starting up like a bar down breakdown fantasy hockey league if you want to hop on that. I'm not sure if you're Yeah, do it up, into dude. That. I'll join. I'll yeah. join. I haven't, I haven't had a good fantasy hockey league in a while. Are we, are we putting money on the line? I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm big on if we have a platform, I like to try to, like, raise money for charities, rather. Cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, so... I'm still toying around with the idea and like how I can make it work, but I definitely would rather like collect money for charity and donate to like one of the hockey players charities. True. Well, just let me know guys. And uh, I'm definitely down to do it when you make it. All right. Sweet. And thank you so much for hopping on. Like this has been awesome and you're going to really enjoy the grayscale guys. They're awesome. And you know, you already know the Belmont guys, right? You just did like a little stint with them. Yep. So, uh, you got that's gonna be a great tour. Yeah, it Grayscale is it's be awesome. Releasing their new album, which is gonna be awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, we might have a couple songs out too, so we'll see. Oh, good shit. Maybe, oh. maybe not. All right. Oh boy. All right. You heard it here first. Oh, you did. There it is. That's the first time that I didn't have to say that. Someone else said that. <laughs> that's from the horse's mouth, people. Cool. Well, thank you for having me, guys. It was a good time. Hey, thanks for thanks for coming on, man. And uh, I'll see you when you're when you're around these ports. Cool. Sounds good. I'll see you guys then. Right. See you, man. I'm so tired of the cold. It's running straight right through my bones, yeah. And I can sleep next to the heater. It's not enough to keep me warm. No, no, now maybe some sleep can kill my aforementions. Fear of death and like a wall. My mind is shaking in somebody's Devon, another solid interview from your boys. Yeah, and uh, I, I wonder if Dougie, since we've recorded this, has lost his uh, Canadian card for calling out Tim Hortons. Ooh, ooh, that's a hot take, man. That's hot. like a, a Long Island kid saying that they fucking hate pizza. I mean, no one would do something that stupid, so I wouldn't. Well, but I would, I would say that's a comparable Canadian card. Just rolls off the tongue too. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, just keep you know another band that is hitting stride right now. I think uh, their sounds awesome. Yeah, they're just kind of everything that I like right now. <laughs> well, and and that 
grayscale tour is going to do do wonders for them. I, I feel like that tour is going to sell really well, and I feel like they're all all those bands are going to really get along well. And there there's a few uh, big hockey fans on that bill too. So oh yeah, and uh, I feel everyone everyone that I that we talk to, I feel like you know sound would sound well together at one point or another. Will be touring and. Everything's coming out for the for the fall now, so it's going to be the startup of and the, and the beginning of hockey season. So great timing for all those bands to be together, you know. Yeah, they could start talking shit and then uh, just continue it throughout the rest of the season. And but, I, uh, I feel like uh, Dougie's got the upper hand because I don't think Philly had the best off season so far. <laughs> so I, I don't think Philly got a, any better. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, Philly's really getting any better. Well, you know what? They picked up Vigneault, right? The yeah. for coach for, for the coach. So, you know, you saw what he did. You saw what he did with the Rangers and they were okay. They were okay under him. I think they're gonna be better a little bit better just from a coaching change perspective. It just the whole our whole division is just getting getting massively better. And that's what's that's what I think scaring everyone. Uh you know, obviously the Rangers with Panarin and you know they're clearing some room. They're in a bit of cap space problems, but you know they're getting there. They're, they're, they've made some good moves and changes. But the fucking Devils, bro. I know that one's and that one's and, scary. You know, I I get Islander fans. You know, saying you know we gotta trust Lou, we gotta trust Barry. But at what point do you say like shit? Like <laughs> this might be a regret regression this year. Yeah, dude. You know what? <sighs> Listen. They're gonna they're gonna fight really really hard, okay. They're gonna do okay. You know there were a couple people on last year's team that really you know didn't shine as hard as they could have. Eberle being one of them. I said it from the beginning. Jordan Eberle was not Jordan Eberle until the last you know four or five games of the season of the season, and then and then the the postseason, he was on fire. Um, I think that was a big signing people forget about. Brock is good. You know, re-signing all those guys is big. I'm not as worried or concerned as everyone else is. How many monstrous off-seasons have teams in every single sport had that did not translate to instant success? You know, like the Phillies are going through it right now in baseball. Like everyone thought, oh, Bryce Harper and and all all these names and arms and all this, and and they're not. They're not beating the Braves, and the Braves are relatively the same team as last year. You know, a couple moves here or there. So, you know, listen. I, I know it's it, early. It, it's definitely early. Um, I I think our biggest struggle though is offense, and then you see the Devils picking up uh, Gusev from from the KHL, and you got to think look, like, why why didn't we go after him? I'm not. I'm no NHL scout, bud. But no, me either. Definitely not. But I've seen that that guy's highlight reel. It's really nothing to shout about. Like a lot of those, a lot of his goals are just like cross ice passes, wide wide open net. You know what I mean? I'll I'll bite my words. It's just one of those things where it's like any any offensive player like rumored to be available suddenly becomes Wayne Gretzky in everyone's eyes. That's that's the annoying part. Like who the fuck is Nikita Gusev? Like fuck off. You know what I mean? Like that's not you you don't just make moves to make moves. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're we're we had a rough offensive season last year. Well, every offensive player is now 
you know, going to fit on the te- on the squad. Like I don't I don't think that way. I don't think Lou definitely has come out and said he doesn't think that way. We don't make moves just to make moves. So I'm not I'm not totally worried. I mean the now, power the power play is really the only thing. You know, the power play is what is what killed us. Oh, um, it was god awful all year. And yeah. I, I I hope that Barry is going to loosen the reins a little bit on his offensive players. Because even even though Barzell had a decent season, it wasn't the same Barzell we've we've seen. So, no. you know, and, and I think that also had an effect then on Jordan Eberle. And Beauvillier, like who which Beauvillier are we gonna get this year? You know, you, you gotta you gotta see you gotta see him step up. You gotta. Real. You I love Bo. I Bo is one of my favorite players on the team. I love him, but he's got to show up. They, he's got to be. He's got to be out there more. You know, and it, it may just be you know something where you know he can only focus on one thing. And last year that was being a better defensive player. You know what I mean? I you know I don't know. Well, I think that's I what know. everyone's focus was. I think yeah. every single offensive player, their focus was defense first. And it showed that's why we went from the worst defensive team to the best defensive team. Yeah. And people are also not like we have some names coming up right now. You know what I mean? Like there there's people like if Michael Dalcole can play the way he played in at the end of the season, the postseason, like if they if, if he becomes an everyday in every game player, like th- that's a huge that's a big upgrade to have that around. You know, I mean, who knows with Hosang? I, I you know, we keep people, you know. Nobody knows. I don't know what's going to happen there. But, you know, there's possibility there. There's just a lot. There's a lot that can come. You know, Dobson and, and what's his name? Wallstrom. Uh, and Wallstrom are, like, lighting it up everywhere they go. So We'll see. You know, th- we'll, this we'll is see. exciting, though, because it's August, and literally every single team in the NHL is at the same place right now. Yeah. 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 I just, you look at the Devils, and you're like, wow. Wow, they're really going after it. Still haven't got. I mean, to me, the Devils Subban is a is a is a great addition and and all that and they, you know they got they got their pick and 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 that. But I don't know, man. I still think they're gonna. I don't know. It must be something we we don't know about Subban though. Like, why was Nashville and why was Montreal so quick to get rid of him? I said it to Corey, and he agreed. He's good. Uh, he starts to go missing for a minute. People notice it. And then suddenly he's back, he's back for a while. But I just, I I don't know. I, I, there's, I think he's not always 1000% fully focused on hockey. You know what I mean? He's, he's a bigger personality than, than most in the NHL. And then he's, he's dating like A-listers, like, you know, Lindsey Vaughn's a, a big athlete. It's true. I, I he he's got a crazy social media, and I'm not I'm not shaming the guy. I just you know there's little things that tend to happen to to pop up, or you know when you have a player with that type of personality, and that's I don't know tough to stay. Yeah, focused. I feel like a comparable would be like a Cam Newton. Like, Correct. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here here in Carolina, you know, a lot of the interviews that Cam has, I'm like. That could be a PK Subban interview, and, and it's, I'm not shaming. Like like I said, I'm not shaming the guy for having a personality. You love it. You love you, you know, entertaining. Oh, yeah. and then you have the complete opposite, and you have John Tavares, who's the worst, <laughs> worst uh, personality in the sport. Right. Yeah, but he's a winner, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're like, right. It, isn't Subban and JT like really good friends off the ice? Are they used uh, to be? 
I feel like I, I definitely have heard that. And I, I just wonder how those two could even, like, have a conversation together. Well, one likes to hear himself talk and the other one likes to listen. So, oh. JT, the, the woman in the situation? What do you mean, the woman? The listener. They just listen well, to. It's true. That, I'm not going to approach that because that feels a bit sexist. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you're aware of the year. It's 2019. You can't be, you can't be insinuating certain gender stereotypes. So that's true. I'm gonna back away from that one. Thank you for putting the podcast in hot water, Michael. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, man. So, uh, what you got going on? What you know? We got a, a few uh, weeks before things are going to get really crazy. So what what do you got planned in these last few weeks of summer? I just got my racing thing with the fire department, mostly. Um, and some big, big moves and changes with Yes Men that uh, I'll talk about when we get there. Right now we're planning on getting to those moves and changes. So it'll be updated more when it comes, but it's going to blow your mind. And... Uh, yeah, man. Other than that, we got a few shows coming up. Got the Motion City show that I talked about. That's that's a ways away, but they just free throw. Speaking of free throw, just announced that they're going to be a newfound glory. They're going to be at the Paramount. Shout out Brian Byrne. And uh, there's got to be another show. There's another show in there somewhere. I'll find it. I don't know. I'll forget it. But uh, other than that, man, that's that. What about you? I think Silverstein's actually in town either tomorrow or the next day. Maybe I'll check that out. Haven't. I don't actually think I've ever seen Silverstein live, not even at a yeah. festival. So maybe I'll check that out. Um, then the the sophomore slump fest that um, Barons is actually playing in uh, Durham in September. They're having like a one off date in Charlotte the next day. And uh, Frontside with our boy Walter Stanley, they're playing. So I'll probably go oh, check what? that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll check nice. out little front side and, and uh, the tail end of that festival. And then uh, other than that, I, I think that's the only show that I have planned coming up. Just trying to, to, to get the ticket prices from the hurricane so I can get that out to people. So because, you know, October is going to be here before you know it. So I want to give people enough time to get their tickets. And uh, like I said, it was kind of personal the the game four that we went to in the playoffs, so I just kind of want to embarrass Hurricane fans a little bit. It's true, it's true. We got to get back after him. We can't 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 make them feel safe. And it's also the first away game of the season, which is pretty dope. Is it? Yes, it is. All right, you've definitely studied the schedule a little closer than I have, so that's sweet. First away game, yeah. and they'll get a, a nice little hero's welcome, as as they should, as they've be grown accustomed to. But uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, we'll have some characters over there for that one. Yeah, I'm excited, and uh, Justin from the Raleigh group, he's getting uh, decals and koozies, so the Raleigh group is going to be taken care of, and I'm doing some cool merch things over here in Charlotte, so we'll be definitely ready and looking good for that October game. Always, always, always. Um, yeah, man, so let's close it out. And we'll double back soon. All right, man. Uh, enjoy being on land. And uh, are you booking a, ne- a new cruise coming up? Or are you, you one and done? No. Not one and done, but we got a while. Yeah, I hear that. All right, man. Sorry, man. Peace,
with you. And also with you. Little